Welcome to the Impact Nations podcast. My name is Tim. I am your host. I am joined today by, uh, well, I call him Dad. You can call him Steve. Uh, and this is episode 6-6, and we are very excited this week to be uh, inviting a guest. We've got Susan Carson with us. Welcome, Susan. It's good to have you. It's so good to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. Uh, we got to know Susan during the Beautiful Gospel Conference. Yes, we did. Uh, do you want to just let our listeners know a little bit about Susan and what sure. she's bringing to the table today? Well, um, Susan, our paths almost crossed in a couple of ways over the last few years. We have two mutual friends. I've got a close friend, Steve Shogren, from all the years he and I pastored in the vineyard together, and Brad Jerzak, who, of course, is is a very, very close friend. And uh, suddenly, both of them were suggesting to me that I get in touch with Susan uh, and that Crazy. was in the context of uh, the conference we did, The Beautiful Gospel, uh, about, I don't know, three months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're delighted that we've connected you and have had a couple of good phone calls. And then when you came to the conference, um, we just had a great time. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. things that I remember is we did workshops in the afternoon. And your workshop was all the seats were full, and then people were standing, and then there were people sitting on the floor, <laughs> and uh, and it was great. So it worked. You having somebody stand at the door and hand out ten dollar bills if people <laughs> would come to your your workshop. So you're a clever lady. It's um, our little secret, but yeah. no, it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> um, no, it was terrific, and I had all kinds of wonderful feedback. Um, I specifically wanted you to come at this point in uh, this season, which we're doing First John. And um, John, one of the key, key words is, is meno, M-E-N-O, which is translated variously, but most commonly as abide, sometimes stay, sometimes remain. But it's a thematic word. Um, John uses it 63 times in his gospel and in First John. And so, therefore, as I taught, as I have been teaching uh, this, this season, I keep coming back to abide, abide, abide. And, um, and so I thought I'd like to phone you and, and invite you to come on because I know this is very much um, at the heart of the ministry God's called you to. So I'll just be quiet for a moment. You can uh, tell us a little bit about your ministry, and then let's shift into uh, what it means to you um, when John talks about abiding. Awesome. Thanks. Such an honor to be with you all today, and such a joy to be getting to know your community. So thank you for inviting me into this um, family that you well, all it's have our delight. Uh, it's our delight. around the world. Um, I am founder and director of Roots and Branches Network, which, w- which is primarily a listening and healing prayer ministry in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, we create safe spaces for transformational encounters through listening, healing prayer, and spiritual practices. Um, So we have teams that are available to meet with people in person or by Zoom um, for 90-minute sessions that can be a combination of listening and healing prayers, spiritual direction. We have somebody on our staff who does Enneagram work. So we sort of bring these streams and practices together really to create space, primarily for people to be able to listen to what the Lord is speaking to them, wants them to know about their life, how we might want to meet them and uh, places of wounding or pain from the past or just in the present to just express his love and care for them. So, uh, yeah, we just get to sit with people and basically witness Jesus meeting them in some pretty amazing mm-hmm. Ways, so. Susan, I'm curious, when you first encounter uh, somebody or when somebody first kind of uh, comes through your doors to uh, begin that journey, where, where do you start that journey with them in terms of like if they're having trouble hearing from the Lord, if they're not sure what listening prayer is, if they're feeling disconnected, I'm assuming that's one of the reasons that they, they may come to you. Uh, mm-hmm. what's, what are some of the first steps that you take them through? Well, we'll spend some time first uh, with us just listening to them so they can begin to experience being listened to. 
mm-hmm. which is really key, I think, to people opening their hearts maybe in ways that haven't been opened. Yeah. Um, just as they share what's gone on in their lives or what's going on in their lives. And then uh, I speak of it in terms of we just try to create an on-ramp and safety guards like for their encounter or meeting with Jesus. So we just bless them. And then we ask the Lord questions on their behalf. And then we wait to see what they see, sense, hear, feel, experience with him. And if that's feeling stuck or hard for them, or they don't have a grid for that, we'll just talk about Um, first of all, Jesus promises that we can hear his voice, right? So everybody gets to hear. It's not for the special people who do the special thing. Hmm. Um, And that that might come in a variety of ways that we dismiss because it can often feel like a thought that's just dropping into our head or an emotion that comes to us or a picture or a memory that'll just flit by. And so we just encourage people to grab those and share them. And then we help them discern. Is that the Lord? Does that sound like something the Lord would say? And and almost always it is. And and they've been dismissing for any number of reasons the fact that the Lord has already been speaking to them. So we just help normalize it. And what we find is once they sort of experience it and feel affirmed in it, it just the floodgates open and yeah so from there. it sounds to me like you you enter into these relationships with the assumption that they're already hearing from the lord perhaps they're just not aware of it uh yeah. or their their confidence in that and and they're not sure is this the lord or is this me or, or what have you and so you're you're giving them the tools to actually begin to recognize the lord's voice which they're already hearing but yep. just help them reduce some of the noise around them yeah yeah um, I have a funny little story if yeah, you have a minute for it. Absolutely. We had a young man who was coming to see us and <clears throat> he just insisted he couldn't hear from the Lord. And he had all sorts of, he had a very abusive father and brothers. So the idea of God was there were some walls there mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and we we were doing everything I just explained to you. And he still insisted he wasn't hearing from the Lord. And I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and ask the Lord what he wants you to see or to know or how he wants to speak to you. And then we're going to wait and you're going to say the first thing that comes into your mind, even if it's pink elephant, just <laughs> say it. And then we'll we'll figure it out together. Right. So yeah. we pray, we wait. And he's like, all I hear is scripture. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, just all these scriptures. And I'm like, well, which ones? And he starts sharing them. And he had memorized hundreds of verses and they were all in his heart already. And God was speaking to him through through the Bible, right? (laughs) And he was completely, completely dismissing it because it was in him, right? But God is in us, right? So of course it feels that way to us. So yeah, I think I think we're all hearing God in a number of ways that we're probably dismissing every day. <laughs> and who knew that he would speak to us through the scriptures? That. <laughs> who thought? <laughs> who thought? Um, Susan, you touched on my next question a little bit, but we'll expand on it if you could. Uh, just in terms of what are some of the things that you encounter that really keep people from... I'm not going to say from hearing God's voice, but perhaps from recognizing God's voice. What are some of the common things that can keep people from engaging in in hearing from the Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are a number of things, but I think it boils down to two pretty big categories that are very much connected, which is how we see God and how we see ourselves. So when our image of God is bent through our own wounding or experiences in life, the disappointments, things that have happened to us, right? Parenting or all sorts of things that can bend and shape and misshape how we see God as father. Um, And that can put up a pretty big barrier, right? To trust. Am I going to trust? Do I even want to talk to this God? Do I want to hear what this God has to say to me? Mm. Um, 
do I trust that those words are going to be loving? Um, and if we haven't experienced that before in life, that can be a big, that can be a big leap. And of course, that's intrinsically connected to how we see ourselves, that whatever shame we might carry, pain, wounding, all those things have told us things about ourselves that aren't true, right? That we're not lovable, that we're not worthy, that we have to work really hard to find acceptance and belonging. Um, and so beginning, right, to heal that image of God and that image of ourselves is really central to opening up, right, that channel of communication and connection and that flow of love, which is really very much what abiding is all about. Hmm. I saw you grabbed your iPad, so I assume you had a question or a comment. So, well, I wanted to look <laughs> back at just something that I had, I had said in the last session, and I needed my notes to make sure I said it <clears throat> accurately. Um, we we just said earlier that um, abiding is a central theme for John. Um, we've already chatted off camera, you and I, that. The word uh, meno, M-E-N-O in Greek, is translated most commonly abide, but also uh, stay, uh, remain. And John uses it 63 times, so I think he's trying to get our attention. And, um, and, it, and it means uh, all of those things. But I, I wanted to just read a couple of scriptures that I said in the session, and then we could talk yeah. about it. I think the classic is John 15. Um, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I think he's trying to emphasize abiding here. Um, As the Father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Gee, what's he trying it's to subtle. talk about? <laughs> and and what I was saying last week is I think at its heart, abiding means drawing our life not theologically, but but moment by moment, living our life uh with and in Christ. And um you know, one of my very favorite verses shows up all the time when I'm teaching is John fourteen twenty. I'm in my Father, you're in me, I'm in you. It's this mm-hmm. abiding, and it's also being invited into the, the perichoresis, the activity of the Trinity. But it, it's this inseparable, we just flowing together. And, um, and, the, and the other thing that's connected with that, John uses the word, the term eternal life. Uh, by far more than anybody else. And I think it's directly connected with abide. It's life right now. We've pushed it off to heaven. But John really meant it much like the synoptics talk about the kingdom, kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. For him, eternal life is right, is life right now, abiding right now. So those are all the things that I, I talked about um, last week, mm-hmm. and I just wanted, I just wanted to dialogue with you a little bit on this on this issue of abiding, mm-hmm. minnow. Yeah, it really has been for some time, but really in the last five-ish years has become even more central in my life for a number of reasons. And it might be important to say at the beginning that this did not come naturally to me. And I'm mm. still learning, right? I have not, not, yeah, I'm still learning. Um, I've very much wired part of my brokenness as perfectionist performer, do, 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 earn it, earn it, earn it. And some of the early messages I got in my experience as a Christian just reinforced that, like work real hard and do all the things. And they're all good things, right? They're, none of them are bad things. But it was about doing the things to be connected with God. Um, and it took a couple hard stops in my life to sort of undo all my doing, <laughs> including hmm. having breast cancer twice. Um, 
And often I think in our lives, it's those stops when we stop, when I had to stop all the doing and was left just with me and the Lord and began, began slowly to understand that my value and my connection with him doesn't come from all the doing. It simply comes from being in, right? It comes as I trust that I'm in that relationship that I love that verse from John 14 so much. It's like the, that love, that inness that we have is like the crazy glue mm. <laughs> spiritually that holds us in the Trinity and holds us in love and nothing can break that. And so living a life of abiding or sometimes often it's um, translated remaining to me is just really about living in sustained connection with the love, the life, the eternal life of God in us as we are in Jesus, as he is in the Father, as the Spirit is in us. Like, (laughs) could we be anymore? We're already that connected with God. And so our invitation, the awareness, the waking up is, I can live in this connection, knowing this love and um, mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, it was 2019. It was the very beginning of 2019. And I don't always get like a word at the beginning of a year, but that year I did. And the word was abide. And I was like, oh, okay. So John 15, right? So I started just praying and meditating through John 15. And I got a couple months in and I was like, keep going. I'm like, okay. And um, things were just really opening up around this as I sat in this literally for a year and we got to the end of the year and I'm like, okay, great. What's next? And he's like, you still don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Rats. So it has become very much the message, the practice of my life and what I'm trying to share with others through contemplative practices and, and lots of, invitations that we have access points for this but it's just the beauty right of knowing what does it mean to know be still and know no the love the life of god jesus right the full expression of the father um, so as we as i've and as we quiet down a bit which is hard in our crazy world and move into that listening space, which is why I love that we have already talked about listening, right? That connecting space with the Lord, that love, that eternal current of love, that eternal life that's always flowing, right? We just step back into the flow of that. Yeah. You know, um, you triggered a, a thought. I feel like... Um, <laughs> Because many of us have deep down uh, this vague sense of I need to do better, that maybe father's a little disappointed or a little whatever. Mm-hmm. Because we have that, we're trying to abide. And really, John 14:20 says it's, he's already done it. It's there. And, um, you know, a lot of the time, I I bet you see this more than I do, I have people who are trying, like your young man, I can't hear God, I can't hear God. And it's like we're in a room saying, I got to get in the room. And we're already in the room. And uh, there we are, back to John 14, too, in my house are many rooms, right? We're already Mm -hmm. in the room. And it's learning to rest in that. You know, I was really interested one time. I, I like Thomas Merton very much. And once in one of his books, he said, and Keating has said the same thing, that that when we're quiet and we have that time of contemplation and we feel nothing and we can't think of anything, any sense we got from the Lord, it is still 100% valuable and there's something I think in his heart that he loves that they just want to be with us. You know, I've got, 
I've got 14 grandchildren. And there's, there's a few of them who just love to just sit and physically be with me. If I sit on a couch, they're going to come be with me. If there's a bunch of us, and believe me, there's a bunch of us at a big family dinner, I know they're going to come sit beside me. And that, I think, they don't have to do anything, right? And and I think that part of what's coming out for me as I'm going deeper into First John is, is it so much of it is interconnected between abiding and what we really believe about, about God, about his really full acceptance. Every Christian will say, I'm accepted, I'm loved. But deep down, the inner being is saying, well, I'd like to be more accepted. Uh-huh. I'd like to be more loved. And yeah. I think abiding is that, for me personally, and we've chatted when I was on, on your podcast, it is absolutely vital for me, and the older I get, the more vital it is, that that first period of time of the day, I have to just be quiet with Jesus. I have to be. And sometimes it's a wonderful time, and sometimes it's, you know, as Merton and Keating talked about, it's just I'm with him. So now here I've gone on. You're the one, the guest, and I'm doing the talking. But, yeah, but no, no, it's good. But this is this is what I think we want to so much see people come through to, that they mm-hmm. stop trying to get into a room that they're already in. Yes. Yeah. We don't have to be better. Do one more thing. We don't we have don't. to abide harder. I need to right, abide harder. Right. <laughs> right. It's it's an invitation to rest in what's already true and. John talks about abiding so much, right? Because Jesus did, right? 11, 11 times. <laughs> Some of his last words to his friends before he goes. And he's like, okay, guys, I'm about to leave. Here's what you need to know. <laughs> abide, 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 abide. Just stay connected. And <laughs> when I... When my year of abiding started, I'm sitting with this word and I'm like, well, it must be one of those fancy Greek words that means like all sorts of deep things. And so I looked it up. And it's like, no, just means remain, stay put, stay yeah. connected. Yes. And we can do nothing that lasts apart from that. Right. That's what Jesus says. So the connection is the thing that brings the fruit and the fruit is what Jesus is joy, right? This is where our joy is. This is where our obedience comes from. Anything that lasts comes from this place of literally just staying put in what's already true. Hmm. And there are so many reasons that we find it hard to believe that I find it hard to believe sometimes in the middle of it. (laughs) Like, what time is it? Five minutes from now, I will probably be like, Jesus. <laughs> um, and and it's just that invitation to move back into that place of connection. And it's also an invitation to look at those things right in us. The things we're believing about ourselves that aren't true. There's an invitation to look at those, right? There's an invitation to healing um, so that that love, that connection can just be fuller and deeper. It's all about knowing, knowing love. That's why the prayer in Ephesians 3 that we're going to visit here in a bit has become so central to me, that we would know the love that we can't ever fully know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of everything. It's how we live. Mm -hmm. Susan, do you have a a practice that you – you do when you're in the midst of the busyness of the world, the chaos of the world, where, you know, you're in the middle of a task or in the middle of an environment where it may not be possible to, you know, just hit time out and go mm-hmm. spend, spend time uh, physically on your own with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Do you have a practice that you engage in to, I, I don't know, abide again <laughs> to re-engage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to sort of try to slow myself down in the moment when I only have a moment mm-hmm. <laughs> and reconnect, right? Just move back into that space. Um, breath prayers are really helpful for me in that. And a breath prayer is simply 
a prayer of probably only five or six words that you literally pray on an inhale and an exhale. So it engages, right, the body and our breath, which reminds me God is actually closer than my breath, right? Mm. It takes me back to God in me, the breath of life in me. So it reminds me of that. And then it's a really simple prayer. And of late, that prayer for me has been just, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Mm. Um, not in any desperate, needy way, but just reminding me, right, that the mercy of God is palpable and active on my behalf. And I can move back into that space of recognizing it. But literally, you can craft your own really simple breath prayer based on whatever's going on in your life and change it as you need to. So mm-hmm. really simple, super simple and really helpful, I think. I use um I do that too. I mm. also sometimes um I've been saying the Jesus prayer for 10 years. Mm. And so sometimes that goes on and it's a silent prayer, but it's in my heart. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me mercy. a sinner. And that's one of my in the midst of it all. Nobody even knows that that's what's going on because my lips aren't moving. Uh, I guess that's a ventriloquist yeah. prayer. <laughs> but that's that's one of the ways that I do. Yeah. yeah. Susan, you mentioned fruit. I want to spend just a, a moment talking about that uh, because, of course, Jesus promises that we will bear fruit as we abide in him. What is some of the fruit that you've seen in your ministry in individual lives if they've, as they have learned to abide, uh, as, you, as you watch a kind of a transformation in individuals, what's some of the transformation um, that you see in individuals' lives? Mm, that's a great question. I guess I would put it all under the umbrella of just an ability to live more and more in, in peace, Mm -hmm. peace with God, peace with themselves, peace with others, instead of, you know, life can go like this a lot. It goes maybe more like this. (laughs) (laughs) The highs aren't so high, the lows aren't so low. Mm. Um, And I think with that, there is a, He's striving, right? There's less striving, there's less trying, and there's more deep knowing, which I think results in that peace, right? I'm not, I'm not going at life so hard to prove a point, right? I'm not flinging myself around the planet to try to prove my value to God and to the world and to myself. Hmm. Um, I'm listening, I'm living more in the moment, I'm living more in the present. Um, and that's that's a much more peaceful way yeah. to live in the, in the flow mm-hmm. of what God's already doing. We're just in the flow with Him. Yeah. Do you find that people change the definition of success over time into you know the world would would say success is uh you know a career uh, even income uh family relations things like that uh do people shift the goalposts a little bit over time oh i i think so i mean i certainly have (laughs) (laughs) big time big time yeah um and yeah i think that does happen that it's not the measures of the world or what our culture gives us doesn't define that for us anymore. The Lord defines that. He says, guess what? You're already fully accepted, fully loved, fully held. You don't have to do a thing to earn it. And then in my experience, he just then invites us into this beautiful journey Mm. of, uh, which is usually deeply connected with who our true self, who we really are and what we're really made to do. So instead of trying to do all these things I think I'm supposed to do, I actually can move into that joy and flow of doing with God and in God, the very thing that he's 
made me to do. And I mm. think that's a big part of where the joy comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, that you wanted to do an exercise with, with us, with our listeners. Um, so perhaps this is a good time to do that. Do you want to just kind of tell us a little bit about what what you're going to walk us through and then yes. take it away from there? Um, I'll give it a little context because yeah. this can feel, these kind of things can feel daunting if you've never done them. If you've never actually sat in silence with the Lord, not like, <laughs> I think the way I was taught to do a quiet time, there was a lot of doing in my quiet time and it wasn't very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so actually getting quiet and not necessarily doing anything other than listening Mm-hmm. is not generally how we're wired. Um, so I just try to encourage people, if you've never done that before, start with two minutes, start with five minutes. Like don't, it doesn't have to be half an hour to count, right? Because yeah. we're not, we're not producing, we're not working this up. Um, mm-hmm. And it might feel really hard and it, it might feel uh, very distracted. Um, and that's okay because, Steve, you already said it, right? It all, it all matters. It all is producing something in us. We're being formed mm-hmm. by it. Um, and so even as we do this practice, spiritual practices for me have been a really helpful way to sort of slow down, get quiet and listen. Um, practices like imaginative prayer uh, and the practice we're going to do today is a really short version of a Lectio Divina, which are fancy Latin words for just sacred reading. Hmm. Um, So I'm going to read the prayer from Ephesians 3. We'll just normally you do it three or four times. I'm just going to do it twice. Um, And I'm going to give you space to just get quiet. I'm going to leave some quiet and give you a chance to listen for how God might want to meet you in the scripture today, and I can almost guarantee you, you'll be distracted and you'll start thinking about the five things that you forgot you had to do today. And that's okay. Just notice them. Sometimes it's helpful for me to have a little piece of paper next to me so I can Mm. jot those down and then I can let them go because I don't have to keep trying to remember them because I'm afraid I'm going to forget them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's just a little parking lot, right? You could create your own little parking lot, park the thoughts, notice them, park them if you need to, if you don't need to, just let them go Mm -hmm. and come back. This is about just keep coming back, right? That's the invitation. So with that, uh, I just want to pray for us and for those who are listening and watching And just ask Holy Spirit to help us move into that listening space. Again, I'll read this scripture twice as a prayer with a prompt for you. And uh, I'll just leave a few moments of quiet for you to just sit with the Lord and listen. Sure. Sound okay? Yeah, no, that sounds great. And I'll just, uh, just before you do that, let me just say to our our listeners or viewers, uh, some watch on YouTube, others get the audio delivered to their phone or what have you. Uh, We often say, hey, this is a great podcast to listen to on your commute or whatever. Um, So you may be listening to this while you're driving, uh, which is okay. What I would encourage you to do is come back, like take a moment, just mark where this is in the podcast in in, in terms of the timestamp. And take some time later in your day to revisit this. Um, and, uh, please don't like just close your eyes while you're sitting in traffic, yeah. uh, and take five minutes out cause yeah, that will not bless anybody. <laughs> uh, but I would, I would encourage you, you know, for starters, there's going to be some moments of silence in this podcast, which we don't normally have, and that's okay. Uh, and so don't check your device. Uh, it is working just fine. Um, but please take the opportunity later today. If you, uh, if you're not able in this very moment, uh, to come back and, and do this exercise with us. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you love this, if people love this, I do have a podcast and a YouTube channel, which where I provide 10 ish minutes, spiritual practices, all, all different kinds. So it's a great place to 
have a more extended experience of this if you're loving it and to yeah. try some other things that you might uh, find helpful. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll be sure to link to those in our show notes as well. So uh, if, yeah, if this kind of uh, is something you want to continue to pursue, uh, you'll be able to go and, and get more of that with Susan Carson's uh, stuff as well. All right. Awesome. I will, I'll let you take us through that. All right. Yeah, so sometimes it's helpful just as we began to sort of sit back. If you're if you're in a place where you can close your eyes and you're comfortable with that, that can be helpful. It's not obligatory. Um, just to sit back in your seat, maybe plant your feet on the floor and take a few deep breaths in slowly and out slowly. Maybe just do that again a few times if that feels helpful. Um, sometimes it's helpful even to just do in some way with our bodies what we're doing with our hearts as we open our hearts to the Lord, as we open our minds, the eyes of our heart to see, to hear, to listen. Maybe to just put those shoulders sort of back and down or even to put palms up just if that feels, uh, you feel that response in your body as a way to express your openness to the Lord. And I just, I bless you. I bless your eyes to see. I bless your ears to hear. I bless your hearts to receive the love of God for you today through his word, through Holy Spirit. So as I read this prayer a first time, simply listen, receive, and, and watch for any words or phrases that shimmer for you. Are there, is there a word, is there a phrase that's particularly highlighted by Holy Spirit for you today? My prayer is this, that he will lay out all the riches of his glory to give you strength and power through his spirit in your inner being, that the king may make his home in your hearts through faith, that love may be your root, your firm foundation, and that you may be strong enough with all God's holy ones to grasp the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the King's love. Though actually it's so deep that nobody can really know it. So may God fill you with all his fullness. So in these few moments, as a word or phrase has been highlighted to you, simply hold that, notice that. These few moments here of silence with the Lord. As I read this prayer a second time, listen for an invitation. What might the Lord might be, what might he be inviting you to today? My prayer is this that he will lay out all the riches of his glory 
to give you strength and power through his spirit in your inner being that the king may make his home in your hearts through faith, that love may be your root, your firm foundation, and that you may be strong enough with all God's holy ones to grasp the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the king's love though actually it's so deep that nobody can really know it. So may God fill you with all his fullness. So as you sense an invitation from the Lord today, just take these few moments to respond to that or perhaps just to converse with him about what he might be offering you today or inviting you to. And if you don't sense an invitation today, that's totally fine. Just hold these words and rest in the love, the high, wide, long and deep love of God for you today. May you live deeply rooted in the strong love of God. Pray in the name of the Father and of Jesus and of Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Mm. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Susan. You're welcome. I, if we have a minute and you would want to share, I'd love to hear how you experienced that space. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, I should say, uh, as I often do, if, if our listeners want to write us and just share with us uh, yeah. how how they experienced that, uh, you can just write to podcast at impactnations.com and uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. Yeah. Um, I... I found myself just resting on two words, uh, Father King, uh, mm. and just dwelling on uh, <clears throat> this thought I, I know is uh, I don't, maybe not rational or something, but because uh, I realized we worship an omnipotent, omniscient God, uh, and yet what I found myself dwelling on was like, he takes time out of his day to just be with me uh, and, and listen. And uh, I almost, uh, I found myself picturing the way I, I often, well, just about every day spend uh, time as I put my kids to bed, uh, just listening to them, tell me about their day. And uh, sometimes those are great days and other days it's it's a moment for them to talk about a moment of pain or something but uh just realizing like and just envisioning him spending time again almost taking time out of his day to to mm. listen uh as i i share my heart with him so mm, that's where i was beautiful. found my meditation going beautiful awesome uh i the very last phrase is what just came to me both times mm. uh, about his fullness. Mm. And uh, I just felt like, I just felt like the Lord was uh, simply reminding me or reaffirming he doesn't hold anything back mm. and that 
he, uh, I felt like a promise that he's going to mm-hmm. just keep increasing and increasing and increasing my capacity to receive his fullness. So that's that's what I have beautiful. to say. It's beautiful. You know, Isn't it amazing? The same scripture, and in case anybody's wondering, that is from N.T. Wright's new. I, in fact, that was yeah. my very next question. So I'm, I'm glad that's that you wrote. The, oh, that's a great New yeah. Testament translation. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, I've got that on yeah. my shelf, so yeah. I will go use that. Yeah, it's I, not the one I memorized, which is why I read it. But sometimes it's helpful to hear some different words, right? Absolutely, and, very helpful. Yes, very, very helpful. One of my spiritual fathers, I learned from him forty years ago that. Uh, he would read a different translation every year. I don't mean 40 different translations, I mean, but he would rotate through a bunch. And I picked up that practice, and I, I think it's very helpful. I just wanted to say a, a little moment that uh, last week the Lord showed me. Because you and I talked about what to do when our thoughts wander. And, of course, as we want this, our thoughts wander. And I agree with you. I, I like to write down. Well, nowadays I do it on my phone so I don't think sure. about it. And Richard Rohr uses the, the picture of, of just letting the boat float by the river. You can just let it yeah. go. But what hit me the other day was because I was having a quiet time, but I just my mind just kept going to this and that, and you, you know. And I got this image uh of me on on the couch with one of my grandchildren who is just so delightful, but he's got way too much energy to sit beside me more than a few seconds. And then he runs away and he does stuff and then he always comes running back. And the the delight in the in just coming back. And so it's a simple thought, but but that has really stuck with me the last four or five days. Mm-hmm. That there's not even a oh Lord, I'm sorry that my mind wandered. You know, I read this morning in 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 Luke 18. Unless we come as a little child, we can't enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, little children sometimes just run away and then come back yeah. and run away and come back. And when he come back, they always want to tell me something because some great thing has happened in the last 14 <laughs> seconds since they last were there. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> anyway, that's oh, a little I image that. I had. Hmm. I love that. And that that prompts one other thought that might be helpful to people, especially if this is new to them, because if people aren't naturally sitters, like I'm an introvert, I'm a I'm a good sit and be quiet sort of person. I'm kind of already wired that way, which is a little bit of an advantage. Lots of people aren't. And so take a walk in beauty. Right. And quiet, not listening to a podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but take, get quiet, but walk in beauty, right? Move. We we had a woman who came into the prayer room and she, she was pretty sure she didn't hear God. And she's like, except when I'm on my bike, but I know I'm supposed to like sit down and have a quiet time. But when I'm on my bike, I really hear God. And I'm like, well, then get on your bike. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get on your bike. It's he might okay. even speak to you through scripture. <laughs> <He might>. <laughs> <laughs> so find find the ways, right, that work yeah. for you. Yeah. Is, is always yeah. Um, a good place to start. I'm I'm glad you mentioned scripture one more time because I think it is really important that we remember he does speak to us through scripture. And yes. the more we can ingest it. Uh, the more it's inside of us, the more he can speak to us through it. Um, yeah. And it's also when we read the scripture, pray at the beginning, but read anticipating yes. that he's going to speak to us so yeah. that mm-hmm. we may think we're going to read our chapter and we might only get four verses. Indeed. Uh, there's no penalty points for that. No. <laughs> um, and so read it 
expecting to connect. Yeah. And that's that's a practice I got into as I was leading small groups for a number of years. Every time we would come to the scripture together, it was like we're going to stop and we're going to pray. Uh, and I would, f- funny, position people in the same way. Just ask them, like, hey, as one person reads this aloud, let's the rest of us just position ourselves to receive. Close your eyes. Anticipate that, that the Lord's going to reveal something fresh to you in this moment. Mm-hmm. And and then read a passage, you know, uh, you know, four or five verses or, or sometimes a full chapter. Uh, and then before we dive into any any teaching or anything on that, it's just – well, what did the Lord say? And sometimes, you know, if you've got a group of twelve people or or twenty people, uh, look out because yeah, uh, you you could be there a while because the Lord could saying, be serving breakfast. Yeah, indeed, uh, because always the Holy Spirit is so faithful to reveal yeah. fresh revelation to us every time we approach the scriptures. Yes, this yeah, really and I helpful. I do in line with that. Encourage one of the encouragements we give people if they're coming and they don't have a long track record of really being aware of hearing from God as well. A great way to know what God sounds like, what his voice is like, the kinds of things he would say, the tone of his voice, just sit yourself down in the gospels and pay attention to what he's yeah, saying. That's yeah. very good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then write this stuff down. Uh, you know, whether you journal or uh, for me, it's, it's taking notes right in my, in my Bible app uh, and, and then I'm actually in a uh, a group of of men who uh, meet each week, and one of the questions we ask one another is like, "Hey, what's God been showing you in the scriptures this week?" Mm-hmm. And for me to be able to just hit a button on my on my phone and see the notes that I've taken for myself in that week, and go, "Oh, here's a good one," uh, and and share that, and it comes alive for me. But then again, it opens up opportunity because we also hear from one another. Opens up opportunity mm-hmm. for the Lord to begin to speak through one of my friends as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, which is yet another way God speaks to us, right? Indeed. It's the beauty of community. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Yeah. Susan, this has been so good. Thank you so much yeah, for taking thanks. us through that exercise, for giving us some really You're practical welcome. stuff uh, mm-hmm. this week for, for people to begin practicing right away. Um, I think this stuff is very accessible. It is. It's not It's not rocket science. It's really not. <laughs> Thank you all so much. What a joy to share this time with you and your Absolutely. Community. Thanks for being We've with really us. We've really loved it. Uh, if our listeners do want to uh, find more of your material and things like that, where's the best place for them to go and follow Susan Carson? Uh, the best and easiest place to go first is to my website, and it's susancarson.net. And you'll find my book, the podcast, the YouTube, all the links, my social media links, everything's there. So head there. There's free stuff there that you can get if you go there. By Marvelous. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to connect. You bet. Awesome. SusanCarson.net. That's easy. And we'll have that that's in the it. show notes in case that's too difficult for you to type out yourself. <laughs> you can click the link as well. It'll be in the show notes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for being with us, uh, and I'm sure we'll we'll do more of this in the future. Yeah, bless awesome. you, Susan. I'd love to. Bless you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for being with us. Uh, listeners, thank you for being with us. We are on YouTube every Thursday evening, uh, Mountain Time. Uh, and, of course, you can catch that. It's all cataloged on YouTube for you later. Uh, and, as well, if you subscribe, either subscribe to YouTube and then hit that little bell, you'll get notifications every time another video goes live. Uh, and, by the way, we've got other videos that are happening all the time, just updates from the field uh, as well. So, if you subscribe on YouTube, you're going to get lots and lots of material, which is going to really bless you. Uh, but also you can catch the podcast uh, in the audio version by subscribing through your favorite podcast app. Just look for the Impact Nations podcast. You'll find us there. Subscribe so that uh, you can listen to this stuff in traffic and then later go home and do the meditation stuff. Don't do that in traffic. Um, but thanks so much for being with us. Have a great week. Bless you. Bye-bye.